Hello, I am Marc Kimbert from the University of South Paris, section editor of the European Respiratory Journal in charge of pulmonary vascular medicine. This month, the ERJ is very proud to publish the proceedings of the sixth World Symposium on Pulmonary Hypertension. For the first time, these 13 chapters are available open access, and I would like to thank very much the editors of the sixth World Symposium on Pulmonary Hypertension, namely Professor Nazareno Gallier, Professor Valerie McLaughlin, uh, Professor Louis Rubin, and Professor Gérald Simoneau for this very important decision. Today, I'm delighted to briefly discuss these proceedings with Professor Nazareno Gallier, who is a professor of cardiology at the University of Bologna in Italy. Hello, Nazareno. Thanks very much for joining us today. Thanks for uh, the invitation to have this discussion because I think it's very important to have a, a comment uh, to this uh, uh, event, uh, to these uh, 13 articles uh, summarizing the state of the art uh, of pulmonary hypertension. Thank you, Nazareno. So, to start with um, a historical question, can you briefly summarize the history and the objectives of the World Symposium on Pulmonary Hypertension? Yes, this is an history of 45 years. In fact, uh, in 1973, there was the first meeting at the WHO site in Geneva, uh, trying to uh, focus on an epidemic of pulmonary hypertension due to anorexia. And at that time, the first definition of pulmonary hypertension was uh, proposed. 25 years later, in 1998 uh, in Evian, the second meeting was launched, and since then, every five years, we have repeated the world meetings. The focus of uh, world meetings uh, is uh, mainly to recap the state of the art in different areas of pulmonary hypertension, elaborate both basic science and clinical recommendation, and propose future research strategies in this field. This is very interesting indeed and very important to, to state. So, for our readers uh, who are very uh, interested indeed by pulmonary hypertension, uh, how do you compare the World Symposium proceedings and guidelines such as the European uh, ESC ERS guidelines published in the European Respiratory Journal and in the European Heart Journal in 2015? Thanks, uh, Mark. There is an important distinction between uh the proceedings and guidelines. Proceedings uh, are uh, elaborated by a task force uh, um, and uh, they propose uh, papers, uh, traditional uh, papers with general recommendations, uh, while the guidelines uh, are proposed by task forces nominated by scientific societies with the objective to propose more formal recommendation graded with a specific and uniform system. Uh, the proceedings follow the traditional review process of uh, the uh, regular papers, while uh, the guidelines are reviewed more formally by a larger group of reviewers from different expertise areas and different countries. And uh, the revision time is much, uh, much longer. At the end of the day, there are similar uh, uh, information in proceedings and guidelines, but the guidelines are more formal, um, provide more formal uh, and graded recommendations. 
Thank you very much. So there is a very clear complementarities between the, the two exercises, and it's very, very interesting to hear. So let's go now to some of the very important uh, take-home messages from uh, the proceedings. And I would like to start with uh, um, asking, uh, what are your take-home messages on the hemodynamic definitions of pulmonary hypertension? This is one of the most important proposals of uh, the current uh, proceedings. And for me, there is a warning that the negative influence uh, of an increase of pulmonary arterial pressure may start before the threshold uh, that we used in the past of 25 millimeters of mercury. In fact, uh, starting from 20, and in particular, if uh, there is also an associated increase of uh, PVR, more than uh, tribal units, uh, uh, in some type of pulmonary hypertension, there is already an increase uh, uh, of uh, uh, mortality. And uh, this uh, currently has not uh, any treatment consequence because we have not studies uh, with uh, assessing drugs in this range between 20 and 25, but uh, uh, solicitation of uh, more uh, outcome studies uh, trying to detect uh, uh, the outcome of this uh, uh, new uh, range of pulmonary uh, pressures. Thank you very much. Uh, it is indeed important to uh, uh, to indicate that uh, we have now rigorous uh, cutoffs of the upper limit of normal of mean PAP based on evidence. And uh, I think you have made it very clear that uh, it will translate certainly uh, into very important uh, consequences. And it's, a, it's an important uh, decision from the World Symposium to have put this hemodynamic definition in the, pot, in the spotlight. So, we have also in these uh, proceedings uh, uh, a very uh, important uh, chapter you led with Valerie McLaughlin on uh, risk stratification and treatment. Uh, in the uh, European uh, uh, Respiratory Journal, in the European Heart Journal, in the last couple of years, there have been some very important articles published on risk stratification. And it appears that risk stratification in pulmonary arterial hypertension in PAH is of major importance. It has also translated into an influence in the treatment algorithm published in the proceedings under your leadership. So can you comment on that, please? Yeah. So in a period of absence of new approved medications, in particular of medication acting of novel uh, pathways, uh, we have uh, uh, tried uh, to optimize the available medication, the available use of the medication according to the patient's severity based on the stratification of risk, having as objective a low-risk profile. And this strategy has proved to be favorable because there is a concordance of different registries that this type of risk stratification and in particular, having as goal the low-risk profile, this provides an improvement of the patient outcome. So, refining the strategies of what we have is a substitute in some way of novel medications. Thank you. It is indeed a very 
important uh, decision from uh, the task force you led and uh, this chapter is really uh, interesting and will certainly uh, allow future improvement in the management of, of patients with PAH. So currently, as you state, uh, all approved PAH therapies target the endothelin-1, the nitric oxide and the prostacyclin pathways. Uh, in the recent years, there were several randomized control trials testing new agents outside these uh, three pathways, but they all have failed in the last few years. Uh, is it because these pathways were not relevant or because traditional clinical trials design are not adapted to drugs which may not be uh, vasodilators? Probably both aspects uh, may play a role including also the favorable effect of the background therapy which raises the adder to new compounds to show uh, efficacy. I believe that we cannot go back from a morbidity and mortality primary endpoint. However, we can also add additional parameters assessing clinical and structural improvement. This will lead uh, to longer studies because uh, the, to show improvement, to show uh, structural uh, reverse remodeling, it will require uh, uh, more time. Uh, however, I think uh, we have uh, no uh, other ways uh, to test new proposed uh, medications interacting uh, with uh, novel uh, pathobiological pathways. So, Nazareno, let's move to the most common causes of pulmonary hypertension. Uh, indeed, pulmonary hypertension due to left heart disease and chronic lung disease are very common. And uh, many people uh, wish to know uh, the expert opinion on should we treat these patients with drugs approved for pH? What is the proceedings and what is the task force uh, conclusion on that topic? Yes. So in the in the past uh, uh, few years, uh, multiple studies have been performed in these two areas, uh, utilizing the drugs approved for Group One PAH, but uh, unfortunately without uh, achieving convincing favorable results. On the contrary, there are signals, there are red flags for uh, detrimental effect. So probably. We need to rethink our strategy in these two fields. Maybe we should utilize different strategies because apparently in these two different fields we are utilizing the same drugs. Probably we need to rethink the strategy, likely adopting innovative proposals. I think our energy should be devoted to these patients because this is clearly a gap of treatment, there is a gap of treatment, a gap of evidence how to best treat these patients with a very, very poor um, outcome, but uh, probably with uh, innovative proposals. Okay, that's, uh, I think, also an important take-on message from the, from the task forces. There was, however, uh, an important topic with impressive improvements since the last World Symposium, um, indeed, in chronic thromboembolic pulmonary hypertension, there were many uh, important discoveries uh, which translate into better outcomes in our patients. So what is your take-home message 
for multidisciplinary management of CTEF in expert centers? Yes, this is probably the most uh, interesting field uh, to date. Uh, we have uh, already experienced uh, the revolution of the so-called heart team uh, joining cardiac surgeon, uh, interventional cardiologist and clinician to decide for a patient's if uh, it's appropriate to use surgery or intervention or drugs. And now we have uh, the pulmonary vascular team for the CTEF patients because we have demonstrated the efficacy of uh, endarterectomy, the gold standard for treatment, and now we have also balloon pulmonary angioplasty, we have drugs. So the pulmonary vascular team, including uh, uh, cardiologist, uh, pulmonologist, cardiac and thoracic surgeons, radiologists, uh, anesthesiologist uh, is uh, absolutely needed in expert centers uh, to define which is uh, the treatment uh, uh, most appropriate for the individual patients and also to combine treatments uh, in a uh, hybrid uh, strategy which uh, is uh, the uh, novel approach uh, and which has led to the improvement of survival. Uh, group 4 um, uh, pH is uh, the group of patients with the best survival as compared to the other groups due to uh, all this uh, um, uh, improvement uh, uh, and these new techniques. That's really good to hear and it really uh, underscores uh, the achievements of our community and uh, I really think that chronic thromboembolic hypertension is an example and we should all uh, consider being uh, very innovative in your management of different causes of pH. So that's really an important take-home message once again. So to to conclude, uh, the importance of patient perspectives in pulmonary hypertension has been emphasized in the World Symposium with an entire task force devoted to that topic. Could you share with us your vision of the partnership between pulmonary hypertension experts and patient organizations? Yes, uh, as you know, in the sixth World Symposium in Nice, uh, we gave the floor to patients uh, since the beginning uh, in the uh, opening ceremony and also the last task force uh, to present uh, their uh, proposals was uh, the task force of patients. I think we need to receive uh, their messages. The patients uh, do not want to talk only about symptoms, hemodynamics, biomarkers, survival. They want to be informed, they want to be uh, involved in any decision in the diagnosis process along the diagnosis process and they outline the delay in the final diagnosis. Uh, also they want to discuss about treatments. Uh, they want to uh, get uh, informed on all available treatment and uh, share with us any uh, decision. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a sentence they want to be uh, at the center of the processes and uh, this uh, will improve uh, their psychological conditions, uh, their social status uh, and facilitate also the most important alliance in this field which is the alliance between patients and the physicians to improve uh, the patient's care. This was, I think, uh, a very uh, important, once again, decision of the World Symposium uh, 
members uh, to welcome uh, very uh, nicely the, the patients and their um, families um, and they were indeed at the center of uh, uh, this meeting. So uh, thank you very much uh, Nazareno for these important comments and for choosing the European Respiratory Journal for this important publication. Uh, this was Marc Imbert, section editor of the ERJ, discussing the proceedings of the Sixth World Symposium on Primary Hypertension with Professor Nazareno Gallier from the University of Bologna. Thank you very much, Nazareno. Thank you, Marc.